Welcome to Relatively Sane Podcast. I'm your host, comedian Jessica Kirsten. We are taking a deep dive into the secret lives of comics, actors, entertainers, and other people in the spotlight. Please follow me on social media at Jessica Kirsten on Instagram, at Jessica Kirsten on Twitter. Please also follow the podcast at, at Relatively Sane Pod on Instagram and at Sane underscore podcast on Twitter. And check out my website, JessicaKirsten.com. It has all my upcoming tour dates. Please give us a five star rating and a review on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you're interested in advertising on this podcast, please contact us on Instagram, again, at at Relatively Sane Pod. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Relatively Sane. I'm Jessica Kirsten, and I'm here with my producer, Tracy. Hi, Jess. Hi. Thanks for coming. Oh, my God. Of course. How would we do this if I wasn't here, I was you just going to say, I, thanks for coming. I mean, you set the whole thing up. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I, you're great. Thank you for allowing me to produce. Yo, you're so on top of things. You, you really are. I, mean, I just love having you here. I feel taken care of. I will always take care of you. Thank you. I, I have had a very hard time asking for help. Are you, you like should, that? Um, I think so, too. Yeah, I think that I am. I think that a lot of women are. We are. Yeah, because we always feel responsible for men, and we always feel responsible for the other people in our lives. I know. Like, I want to breastfeed you. Really? Yeah. I, I want to be. I have to be yeah. honest with you. Like, I'm dying to be breastfed. Not in a sexual way, more for, like, the antibodies. No, not sexual for the what? For the antibodies. No, I need to be held and told everything will be okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I, I, I think I'm going to start... I'm going to start having all my female comedy friends breastfeed me. You should get a wet nurse. I don't think she can be attracted. I don't I don't know if I can breastfeed for my comedy friends because I'm attracted no, to everyone. That's true, yeah. Just get a, it, get a regular wet nurse, like just a woman who's lactating that, you know, is out for hire. Who looks like, is maybe like Butterface. You could probably pick one. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. My mom didn't breastfeed me and I think that's why Ooh, I eat a lot. Really? I don't know. I'm judging. Did, were you breastfed? Of course I was. Look at me. <laughs> Listen, I am so grateful for my female comedy friends in this business. I feel the same exact way. Do you get, I was thinking about this. I get these intros a lot. Like you guys ready for a female comedian? The next comic coming to the stage is a woman why do they do that i don't know i don't know sometimes i look at myself and i'm like do i not look like a woman like wouldn't they know when i got on stage or right. maybe i'm looking a little bit manly today no you and don't look like you're transitioning or you, anything you, you never look pretty know. female yeah but how come they always make a point I, to say it like this guys it's gonna be a woman coming to the stage i know don't be alarmed she's gonna do the microphone right yeah, I, I've even gotten this ne you, ready for your next comic. She's abroad. I've gotten broad. Yeah, I've got. Do you ever get like uh, the, the host says like, oh, and I, I'm going to hook up with her later. Yeah, I get that a lot. I, I, I get that. 50, I, get that, like, on mm, I wish she were. I wish she weren't to men because I would. Are you guys ready? Like what? What kind of intro is right. that? Could you imagine if we did well, this, I guys? I think we should start doing it about men. We like, should are you guys it. ready for a male comedian? We should also do it to other female comics. Right. Just, I mean, equality. But what would you say? Uh, I'd be like, oh, this next guy coming to the stage, his balls are bigger than you've ever seen in your whole life. Yeah. You guys ready for some big balls? Oh, you guys like testicles? Yeah. Because like this guy's got two of them right. as far as we know. Right. Especially on a children's show. 
Definitely when they do the family friendly. Right. Yeah. Or like I'll do it on an orthodox show. Like, hey, this guy, this next comic has a huge dick. Give it up for Shlomo. You think a guy named Shlomo would have a huge dick? Never. Yeah. I mean, now you're just talking them up. I think that really focusing on the testicles is better because if you're going to talk about penis size, like. I don't know a lot about that. I've about been penises? A long time. I don't know a lot about testicle size. and Yeah, I can show you stuff. I, gotta, I don't. I'd rather watch. I have a spreadsheet. I'd rather watch Schindler's List on repeat. You sure? Than look at pictures of balls No, it's and not dicks. pictures. It's I, more of a spreadsheet with some statistics. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at statistics. I just want to teach you. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look at spreadsheets. Yeah. I just don't want to see the actual... No one wants to see a testicle, Jessica. You don't? No. No. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. I mean, don't you see them when you do... Have you... Yeah, you just don't look. Yeah, I remember them. I don't remember a lot. I remember little hairs, and it's it's really not... There's like... It's not It's pleasant. like very sparse with hair. Like, there's one over I know, here and one like over there. It looks like the person's dying. It's awful. It looks like a brain. Yeah. Ugh. Why are there so little hairs? I don't know. It's like it's like a desert wasteland. Yeah, you'd think it would be like a bush or right. nothing. Yeah, no. And the bush is usually like up by like the mound. What's the mound? You know, like on the vagina, right? Yeah. It's like your vagina meat area. That's right. like the same area that a guy has pubic hair everywhere. It's like protecting his penis. Right. Yeah. I wonder why God put like little tiny ones... On the just to be area. pokey, just so you didn't touch him. It's like a cactus. It. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You. You've been with a guy. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all of them. I mean, I was a drunk, <laughs> so I would black out, and I don't remember a lot. No, no. I'm joking. I well, kind of. Um, Depending. Do on. Asian? Have you ever been with an Asian man? I've been with a half Asian man. What do you mean? Like he was a little person? He was half Asian, half Irish. Oh, yeah. Okay. And did he have a lot of body hair? No, he didn't have a lot of body hair or a lot of penis. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a that's a tough combination for yeah. penis size, isn't it? It it was pretty rough. What's the best oh, black men, right? You Not necessarily. Really? Yeah, it's it's really touch and go. I thought that, you know, I really thought that like when I jumped into the black pool, Mm-hmm. It was going to be all amazing. Where is there a black pool? Because I thought uh, they weren't allowed. It's actually it near pool. my house in Queens. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> so. I don't. I feel like they're forbidden to go anywhere now. No, you could go to Queens. Okay, it's amazing. Uh, I thought that like every black penis was going to be gigundo. Right. Guess what? what? Some of them are just regular. Yeah. And that's disappointing. I get it. Just because they're like hyped up so much. I get it. Like it's like when someone tells me about a sandwich shop. Right. And they're like, these sandwiches are huge, right? They're loaded with stuff. And then I go and it's like quarter pound of turkey. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. I was expecting a, like a, like a big sandwich. Exactly. You thought this was going to be like on. cats, right? Not everything is cats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Not, it's, some of them are just regularly. Right. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of luck in the Italian pool. Uh, I get it. But then okay. again, you have a lot of bad luck there too. Yeah. So there's really I no mean, the rhyme dick or reason. I mean, might be big, but it's racist. It's always racist. Yeah. It always votes for Trump. Yeah. It's, you know. Don't send letters or emails. I don't want to fucking hear it. But you know what's really good about the Italian pool? They always put up drywall. What even when you don't mean? Like, even when you don't need sheetrock in your house. Yeah. If they come over. Yeah. You have one more round of sheetrock. Right. And first they cover the furniture. Yeah. It's very good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, my God. I'm hungry and horny right now. I understand that. That's how I feel most of my life. Me, too. I I really, it's a problem. I think this is a really great intro. I feel like a lot of my podcasts are getting more sexual. Yeah, I like that. I guess so. Because now you can listen while you drive and you can get a little horny. 
Right. Just please, for everyone listening, especially my family, like my mother, my Aunt Sheila, my Uncle Larry, my cousin Marcy, my cousin Scott, my cousin Artie, my cousin Bernie. No wonder your numbers are so high. Don't masturbate and listen to my podcast, please. Well, just listen to my need is a loss in the family. Yeah, just listen to my voice, though. Yeah, listen to Tracy. But I'm I'm asking my whole Jewish family, please don't touch yourself while you're driving in Florida. Well, also because of accidents. Yeah, I could just see my my uncle like this is a wonderful podcast. Oh, 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 and then go right into a retirement right. community and kill everyone. Yeah, it's not good. And then you'd be in the news. Yeah, but the numbers might be boosted. I know. Because they'd be like, them. he was listening to Relatively Sane Podcast. You could follow them at Sane underscore podcast on Twitter or Relatively Sane Pod on Instagram. You know what I mean? You know what? I just You just thought of a brilliant idea. I'm, I'm really requesting that all of you start listening to my podcast and masturbating so that one of you crashes and yeah. this podcast goes wild. This is going to be a stunt. This is going to get the podcast shut down. What? I don't know what's going to happen. You what? mean shut down in a good way? I don't know. I, not really. They might take it off air. Oh, okay. Please don't. Well, I don't know what to do. Just pull I, over. Pull over. Okay, fine. Pull over. It's like using a cell phone. If you're going to masturbate while you're driving and you need to right now, it's like if you need to make an emergency phone call, you just pull over. Pull over into a ditch, into a truck stop. Actually, truck stops are for masturbating. I don't think Jews really want to pull over into a ditch. True. Okay, truck stop. Yeah, I don't think they want to pull over into a truck stop either. I mean, we're we're really people want to get rid of us. Still. Oh God, I don't. How know. many of us? Do I you mean, need I guess just drive and exterminate just like, for God's sake. Do a little bit, you know. Six million wasn't enough. Sorry. All right, so I am going to start the podcast now. I really appreciate you uh, talking to me about all of this. Of course. I think it, once again, this is very uplifting to talk about before I the bring Jews in die. My next yeah, guest. absolutely. You have to bring it again, all the way down. Yeah. Is everyone upset? You yeah. Think? Yeah. Okay, good. Perfect. All right, great. All right, so I hope a lot of you are crying. I am so grateful that you listened to this podcast. Thank you so much. Here is Rachel Feinstein. So I'm here with Rachel Feinstein. I This is like, I, I don't want to make anyone else feel bad, but this is like the one I was really, I've been excited to do because I, I just love you so much. Very fond of Jessica. Nothing makes me happier than a lovely afternoon of fun-loving wackiness with Jessica Kirsten. She's a marvelous girl. You know, every time we talk, I smile when I'm not coughing. And you just make me happy, Rachie. You've brought a lot of delight into my life. Uh, and I usually thrive on uh, resentment uh, and bitterness. But not with you. No. No, because you, you think I'm your, your dog. You don't even know who I am. Do you know who I am? Yes, I'm very aroused by you. <laughs> Rachel and I are acting out yentas. I don't think, I don't know if a lot of you have watched this, but you need to go on YouTube and put in yentas because we dress up. We wear wigs that are half off our head. They don't even cover all of our hair. No, there's no real plan, but we're just, <laughs> we're two ladies. We usually open up, we go on stage together. Sometimes we open up for the audience who have any uh, questions about uh, the Holocaust or local zoning laws. <laughs> we usually have a couple of open lawsuits and we haven't really planned anything else out. Yentas, they're not a national sensation yet. But let me tell you, they're on their way. Oh no, well we have to do like the real hair and makeup, the whole thing. Yeah. 
usually we come in and I'll have, yeah, I'll have like half of a regular tit out that we haven't wrinkled and, and then I'll be curled and sort of shaking, but there's no plan. Yeah. No, somebody needs to organize us, but I feel like the spirit is there. Yeah, I do too. Well, the spirit is definitely there, but yes. we do need organization help because the two of us are a fucking mess. No, forget it. I always have like a nylon stuck to my back or something. There's always debris on me. People feel comfortable cleaning me throughout the day, which I appreciate. Yes. Sorry. I need to be more. Uh. <laughs> what happened was Tracy, our producer, told Rachel to put the microphone more in her mouth, like more yeah. to her mouth. She said, suck it off. Yeah. She said, lick the microphone's balls and there are none. So I don't even know what you're doing. I don't know why you're asking us to lick the balls of the microphone. Yeah. Rachel and I both always have stains. I don't know about you. I'm not okay, but I can no, pass no. off like I am. I have a substantial amount of fudge on my forehead <laughs> most days. <laughs> I didn't know that I would have licked it. <laughs> I After always all have stains. I always have like a smear on me. And then my husband calls and he always wants answers for my stains. He'll call me when I'm about to go on stage and be like, what is this thing on the counter? Like what, how, what happened here? Like I'm supposed to write up a report. I'm like, this isn't forensic files. Like no one's going to take that to a lab. Does he think shit. it's ruined? Like, can he get the stain off normally? He always wants to know what the story is behind my slot. No, there behavior. doesn't need to be a story. Yeah. Just know there's going to be stains and he has to accept it. Yeah. I was up late at night feeding and I fell asleep. I don't want to, there's no, sh I'm not going to write up a report for you. I love that you just yeah. said feeding, feeding like you're yes. an animal in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and I have been friends for now. You're by far one of my oldest friends in this business. We met, I want to say 19 years ago. Yes. Cause I started 20 years ago and you started what? I'm 19? in the winter of my life now, but yeah, I was just beginning. It's I was so the beginning of my voyage. I'll never yeah. forget when you came into New York and performed at Gotham comedy club. And I was like, she is fucking incredible. I was a I remember jealous that. of Jessica. I thought she was so funny and you seem to have it all together. And But I, I was a yeah. house also. So you thought I had it all together? You mean career-wise? I thought, I just, yeah, you seem like you always kind of knew what you were doing and you would walk in with a little confidence. We would do these bringer shows where you had to bring three people to perform. And I never had my people and I was always just terrified someone was mad at me. Yeah. You came in and you kind of ran shit. Like you, I felt... In my eyes, you seemed very confident and you knew what you were doing and, you know, you weren't as like terrified of, you know, whoever the bringer show person was, they would, they would make threats. They'd be like, if you don't have your people, you can't perform, you know, someone's going to hurt your mother. There was a lot of specific <laughs> fear tactics that I bought into. <laughs> Yeah, you had to have like three people to be able to do like three minutes. It's insane. I know. It, and then I didn't have friends. So I would just beg people in bars and places to come to this shows. And I hadn't met, I hadn't made friends in New York yet. So it was really scary. If like two people came, but you didn't have your third person, sometimes you couldn't go up. And, and it was humiliating because you had to tell them why you weren't going on. You and know? what made you move to New York? I moved here with this guy and his band called Dick Sister. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. I never no. knew. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, I moved with Dick Sister, the whole band. And Who, my, what Dick Sister? The band was called Dick Sister. He was the lead singer of Dick Sister. Was he Dick? Um, he was. He had a uh, Dick, but he was five <laughs> years older than me. And um, I just graduated from high school. It was like two weeks after I graduated. Wow. And my mom should have had some follow up questions, but she's. <laughs> 
Again, she's just too aggressively liberal. Like, she was just, like, on the lawn in, like, a dashiki, just dressed like a medicine woman. And I'm, like, moving to New York City with Dick Sister. And my mom was just like, strong women rock. I'm like, no, that's too broad right now. That's not helpful. That's too broad. Yeah. She, she wasn't no concerned. Questions. Nothing. No, my brother always. What? My brother was like, "Mom should never have let you move with Dick's sister. That was crazy." <laughs> Especially the name, like, "Bye, mom. I'm moving with Dick's sister." Never. To New York. No, my mom was always just like, "I love it. Follow your <laughs> truth." My mom just like dealt with our issues with like <laughs> magnets on the refrigerator. You know, like I'll take my wine with my patriarchy. I'm like, that doesn't apply here. She's like, I'll take my wine with my fuck the patriarchy. That was her favorite of all her madness. Yeah. Was your dad concerned? No. Nobody really looked after me the more I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> my, like, my hair was always wet when I went to school and it was dripping down my back. And I, because I didn't, I couldn't handle drying it properly. And so people. Me either. Would, I looked homeless. Really? You had the same. Rachel, I looked homeless. My hair yeah. with school pictures. I looked like I had gum all over my hair. Like, like someone rolled me in a trash can. Yeah, no wonder. I was a mess. I have debris on me now because yeah. I was the same way. People at school would call me wet back and my mom was like, they're using <laughs> racial slurs. I'm like, no, my back is wet. <laughs> they're trying to help me. But wait a second. Rachel, both of us have a mom who's a therapist. So this is, yes. this is incredible because we were both a mess yeah. and our moms were helping a lot of other people. Yes. My mom was doing an action picnic in like Southeast DC. <laughs> Meanwhile, I needed to dry, somebody to dry my hair, you know? Meanwhile, you were dripping. I was dripping. Well, I love that she wasn't concerned at all that About you moved Dick's with sister? the band. No, it's insane. My brother was the one. I remember my brother tried to stop it. He's like, Rachel, you can't just like move with Dick sister, you know? <laughs> He's like, mom is not going to stop this and somebody needs to, you know? Because again, my mom just pictures she's just dressed like a shaman and she was always just kind of like, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic, you know? So it was not okay, and then I moved to New York, and then Dick's sister dumped me pretty quickly, and it was so painful. Wait, the band or the guy? I mean, I just call the main guy Dick's sister. His name was John, but the band didn't want me there. Like, I was like the Yoko Ono to Dick's sister. It was was incredibly lonely because, you know, they were, like, joking. They had their band humor, and I'd come in, and, like, I was just, you know, cock-locking dork. And they would, they took me on tour with them, which consisted of like three dive bars in Michigan. <laughs> and I remember being on the bus and like, they didn't know I was on the bus. Cause I was like napping back there and they're like, you got to get Rachel off the tour, dude. She's fucking the vibe up. You know, she just stares at John the whole time. And they were doing impressions. Of how, and I did, I stared at him longingly cause I just wanted him to get done playing so I could have him to myself. And you were young. Yeah. I was 17. When oh I my God, sister. Rachel. Yeah. If my child went away with a band called Dick's sister to New New York City of all places. And I'm not kidding. Karen was outside like this. <laughs> I like it. Fantastic. No, nothing. They did so much blow. It was oh, my just God. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean. It Were was you ever just, into drugs? Never. I did. I, every once in a while, I do blow with Dick's sister, but it, it, I was never. <laughs> we have to call this episode Dick's sister. <laughs> I mean, now and again, but it was annoying because my mom would like sometimes send me money to get like a winter coat and he would convince me to get blow with it. And I'm like, all right, it's probably a good idea. (laughs) 
And then he dumped me. <laughs> and then he kind of told me, I was like, but, I, but I'm here. I'm in New York. Like, all my friends wrote stuff about New York City in my yearbook because they knew I was going with Dick's sister. And it was incredibly <laughs> embarrassing. I'm like, you can't just dump me. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> and then my dad had to come back with, like, the Feinstein grocery getter and, like, get me from Dick's sister. <laughs> and then he agreed to undump me. I was always begging him to take me back. He dumped it's me at so least pathetic. thrice. It was so embarrassing. Oh, it's so horrible. Especially because now you're like, can you imagine that you had all these feelings that you were desperate for this guy? Now I just thought he was going to be a national sensation. And if I could just hook myself <laughs> onto his train, I'd be good. I was so Nash- jealous of any other woman that looked at him. You know, I was. Was just, he cute? He was cute. I mean, he wore a big bone around his neck when he was playing. A bone? Yeah. <laughs> My God. It was like a large bone. Yeah. That he would wear and he would kind of jump around. And it was like. You know, thrash. What kind of music? It was oh. like hardcore. Like, oh, I pretended wow. to enjoy it. You know, it was like. Did people knock yeah. into each other? What's that called? Yeah, a mosh a pit? moshing and foolishness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of bodies <laughs> slamming against each other. I was never enjoying myself at a Dick Sister <laughs> show. I pretended to understand it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I was more of like a Tribe Called Quest girl. Myself, right. You know, but uh, I did. I just wanted him to myself. And when he dumped me, I was like, that's it. Like, I'm nothing. Isn't that amazing what power yeah. we give people? Everything. It really is yeah. unbelievable. So where'd you go after this Dick Sister breakup? Well, I got I took a um, Greyhound bus back to D.C. in the weekends. I would go back to Bethesda, actually, because my family was there and I missed my friends and I had no friends in New York. So I would take this Greyhound bus back. And one day I was weeping on the bus. Um, it's all exactly true, by the way. Yeah. And so, crying over dick sister bengali woman was sitting next to me she offered to share her bagel with me and she was like take some bagel and i remember she was like Aww. never cry over the man she was like it's not worth it she's like don't take tears for the man i like how she said take tears don't don't take tears for a man she's like no man's worth this please dick sister nothing and she was like come live with me she said yes, nothing. did she say dick sister this woman yeah i told her i was like a dick sister i told her the whole story i'm an oversharer i know you share I a bagel too. with me i'll yeah. tell you about a miscarriage me like, too it. me too so she was like come live with me we'll have good life and she was like we can come move to queens and she said we'll take um marmalade in the mornings i still remember that she said we'll take toast every morning we'll take marmalade oh my god i'm like really getting so very pleasing. relaxed right yes. now i want to take marmalade did you go li- did you go live I did, with, yes, I what? Moved in with rachel her. Yeah. i never knew this you and didn't I'm know your, this you're yeah. one of my best friends in the whole world i had mm-hmm. no idea you took marmalade i took marmalade with this woman and w- i moved right in with her and her bengali family in wow queens. And thank God, because I would have gone back to Maryland. I was too lonely. I this is an yeah. incredible story. And my mom loved it, of course, because she just loved Because she the wasn't white. Story yeah. Of the, yes. Anybody like beige or dark, my mom had no follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. She was like, sounds fantastic. She was like, Jews and Muslims together. <laughs> I know. She always says it in the clansy way. Uh, but she was like, that's marvelous. I love it. <laughs> Muslim. <laughs> So I moved in with the Bengali family, and Excuse and me. I would uh, just hang out with them all the time. And they gave me um, saris. I went to their wedding. I would always wear the sari. And wow, yeah. And it was a it was a nice life. I because I had a little family, you know, in New York. Um, my Bengali family, and uh, there was like a forty year old like kind of friend of the family that I think they was kind of interested in me. And we had dinners a lot, and that was a little weird. <laughs> but- oh my. I was just really lonely, you know, and I would, I remember we would go to movies together, me and Mamoon. I was, his name was his Mamoon? Mamoon. Yes. And I would, you went at, from a dick sister to a Mamoon. To a Mamoon. Yeah. And to be fair, I was just using him for the dinners. I was a gold digger when it came to Mamoon. I mean, I didn't gold dig like hmm? up high because he worked at Kodak and he would take me for, 
to dinner after work. Where would you go? Like McDonald's? Where did we you? Would come, we would go to like a Bengali restaurant. I remember we saw the movie Contact together. We'd see movies sometimes. <laughs> I wanted the company. I just didn't like really want to make out with Mamoon. Did you ever make out with him? No. It, 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 things got a little weird. So, oh, yeah. no. Eventually Rachel. I had to set some boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and the dinners, uh, they dried up. <laughs> Let me tell you, the dinners dried right up. <laughs> When my moon had uh, <laughs> no hope of figuring me anymore. <laughs> you were starving when you had a boundary was, with him. Uh, yes, I was hungry and I was parched. <laughs> <laughs> and, and alone again. And alone again. But I had the rest of my Bengali family, so that was good. That's but, beautiful. Yeah. So how would you get into stand-up from that? Well, I... Uh, I got a job as a nanny, and uh, so I was yeah. nannying and bartending a little bit at night, and I hung out at this bar one time, and I met a comedian, and he told me that he ran a show on First Avenue and, and 75th Street, so I was like, oh, that's right near where I nanny. So I went over there, and that was like the first time. He said he'd give me five minutes on his show. At Isn't bar, that so, incredible, yeah. Rachel? Because that yeah. is so gutsy. Like, you don't realize how incredible, like, that you, how how terrifying it is to get on stage for the first time. It was and so you scary. just start, you just showed up and went. I couldn't I do that. I was terrified, though. I was, the whole day I remember at my nanny job, like, I, I was imagining a fire. I was fantasizing about some sort of fire so I didn't have to perform. <laughs> it was a lot of fire fantasizing. I was just like, if the place has a fire, and I won't have to go. I could have just canceled, but I went right to fire. <laughs> You could have just said, I'm not coming, I'm not but you wanted by. everyone to die in a fire. You're right. It's very cruel. I was like, and they'll all perish and then I won't have to go up. Yeah. But I was, I was scared. I just didn't want to be the one to cancel. So I was like hoping there was some other sort of disaster where I didn't have to go on. Isn't that incredible? I would have canceled. See, everyone's different. I would have canceled over and over and over again. I mean, it was also just the throbbing level of loneliness. I mean, I was really like throbbing. any any kind of extra company. You know, I just didn't have I didn't have New York friends yet. Yeah, like, I would just go to bars like weird amounts of time, sit at the bar and hope somebody oh. spoke to me. I used to go to makeup counters so that I could talk to a woman. Like I'd get some sort of like zit <laughs> cover up thing, and then I try to make her laugh. And then I remember like I'd give her my number like if she wants to hang out and wait for her to call. It was dark. Oh wow, that's not yeah. a good situation. No, that no. is. <laughs> Really, dark. people can feel it. That kind of level, of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, you have the best way of describing things. Everyone says that 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 level of hunger. Like people don't describe things like that. And it's just so. Well, I can listen you to you. Did to, the same thing. You started. I mean, what happened when you started? No, I took a, my grandmother told me to do it. I was older Aww. than you were and I took a class and I was still petrified after six weeks of the class. Aww, I was petrified. Nanny B told me to do it. My Aww, mom's mother. Nanny B. Yeah. She was like, you need to be a comedian. You're funny. Oh, I love her. You need to do it. <laughs> I, I went to the American Comedy Institute, but the first gig I did, at Car it was Caroline's and it was sold out. Caroline's on Broadway. Was oh, yeah. I was petrified. And I just, you know, I was remember... Was it Andy Ingalls' show? No, mm -hmm. it was um, Steve Rosenfeld was the teacher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was good for me because I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done what you did. I was too nervous. I really was. So, so And you stuck with it all these years... Since Man, I had no other skills, so I mean, just that, don't <laughs> underestimate that. I like, didn't either. D's and F's in school, like wild failing. I was like an emergency moron. They were doing scans <laughs> on me. People trying to understand what was wrong with me. I was. Did I your got mom those cups? The EKGs, <laughs> things. Yeah, a couple times, and then they, a couple times they rescanned me. Yeah, they were like, find something, you know, because I went. 
I was in a family where people went to graduate school. They were bright. And I remember my parents arguing one night and my mom just going, she's not normal, Howard. Oh God, you heard that conversation. Yes. That's what you see in movies, like the kid by the door. <laughs> I was outside in the hallway shaking. Oh, Listen. Rachel. Yeah. Were Rachel. you a happy kid? Mm, I don't yeah, know. I wasn't. Yeah. I was not a happy kid. People said I seemed to, like the, they would say I seemed a little depressed, a little a little overly concerned. Like you know when it's not intense really age to be concerned yet. Like yeah, seven worrying a lot. Yeah, and people would just say you're too sensitive. That's what Definitely. I got all the time. Were you? Were you? Would you cry? Like what would they say? It's no, I didn't cry a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually I said this in another podcast. I used to fight boys every day after school. Did you, you know did? that? Really? Yeah, like in elementary school. Oh yeah, getting dirt See, why in do a I think fight. That's like hot, you know? It is. I think it's kind of <laughs> really hot cool. too. Yeah. And it was always a boy. And I would make a plan during the day, and everyone would watch and stand around, and I would get on the dirt, and I would normally not win. But I was a boy. I was like a boy. I was a real tomboy. I wore a holster. Well, did you, wait a second. You wore a holster? Yes. I wore a cowboy hat and a holster a lot. I was like a, a boy. To school? Yeah. I'm more feminine now than I was as a kid. And what did Elaine think about the fights? That's Jessica's mother. They didn't know. Like, they didn't even know what was going on. They were both, like, not in a happy marriage and kind of doing their own thing a lot. So they weren't noticing some of the stuff that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just would come home with, like, bruises and dirt all over me. And so, ah, you had fun in the... the, (laughs) (laughs) I'd have, like, a stick in my vagina. (laughs) Oh, stop it, Jesse. Stop putting rocks in your ears. Like, I was just a mess. A mess. The fact that you wore a holster is so cute. Yeah, I wore a holster with a with a play gun in it all the time. This is crazy. <laughs> so then you went, okay, so you, and did you, like, what did you feel about stand-up getting on stage as a, seriously, as a young woman or as a woman, did you feel, like, different, like, more powerful on stage? Like, what drew you to it? What made Definitely. you keep doing it? Um, I mean, I loved it. It's like a bipolar kind of career. The highs are so high. The lows are so low. Yeah. And especially after you bomb, you kind of need to get up again to correct the, the bombing. Um, so I don't know if it's healthy. I don't know what would have happened to my psyche had I not done this abusive thing to it from such a young age. Yeah. But, you know, the first time I went up, I bombed. I thought I did great. I didn't have any insight into how bad, what an active disaster it was. But... <laughs> The microphone apparently was kind of in front of my face. I was nervous and drunk to realize. You were drunk? I, I drank four Jack and Cokes. Now, I'm not a Whoa, big Rachel. drinker, but I, that's how You're not. I that's was. why I... I like to drink, but I don't have like maybe a couple, you know? Yeah. I had four. I downed four entire... It was the drunkest I've ever been in my life. I felt like wow. I was flying. Yeah. It was not good. And then I went on and I thought I was... You know, I thought people were going to put me right in the pictures. I was like, this is it. Everyone's <laughs> the pictures. That's what I mean about the way you talk. <laughs> put me right in the pictures, not in the movies. I had no insight. I thought people were going to come so up. So did and, I. And, yeah. And be like, yeah. you know, well, now it's time for me to be in the Hollywood pictures. I'm ready. <laughs> and I just thought there'd be a lot of offers afterwards. I'd just be Me too. Things. And yeah. everybody was like, you went on too long. The microphone was in front of your face. You blew the light. They were pissed, pissed, pissed. And then... I, and then Karen Bergreen was there the first time I was on stage, and she said, you should come do my show. You know, you bring three people to perform, and and uh, I didn't understand. I thought that was also a big opportunity. She just ran a bringer show. You know, right, right. She was lovely and offered me to go, to do it, but it was bad, and I needed to get up <laughs> again. So that's the thing that kept me going. It's just like you want to have a better set the next time. And, and also, again, the uh, the archaic, aching uh, loneliness. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I understand. I felt so lonely, too, and it really helped me. And I felt like I had this big sorority and fraternity after that. Because when we were, like, when you were starting out, I felt like you were friends with everyone. Isn't that interesting? Like, we both thought the same thing. Yeah. So I'm like, Rachel's so popular. Everyone loves her. Because you've always had a ton of friends in the business. I don't like going home. So if you stay long enough, you'll make another friend. Yeah, that's really There's someone as lonely as you are at a certain hour, even if the rest of their friends have left. Yeah. Yeah. I never liked going going home. I, it's, it was the same when I would go to people's houses. It was always at somebody's house. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. If you go home, you... Uh, you have to sit in it. <laughs> you have to sit in it. You got to look at it. It's painful and hard. I think people look at us and think that we're really all together. And, and a lot of some people get really? it, but I think a lot of people think we look great. We're getting laughs. We have this career stuff going on and we're like debilitated. Yeah. No, things aren't okay. No, they're not. <laughs> no. Rachel and I are texting, calling every week, doing therapy sessions. Like you'll get through this. I know. You're always so helpful. Like, well, you my, are too. Like, like lifeline when I'm on the road. I'm just like, it's a lot. I can't do it. I'm in Toledo. You know, someone threw a soft taco at my tit and you're like, it's Okay. <laughs> not your fault. <laughs> Soft taco. Why did that just turn me on? It happened too. Just really? tumbled off my titty. <laughs> That's yeah. so sad. It wasn't even a hard shell? No, there's a sadness to the way a soft taco <laughs> falls. Just kind of tumbled off my yeah, dumb like the, left can. The mango salsa just yes. <laughs> drips down. Well, I told Rachel about a situation. I haven't even talked about this publicly, but the other night I was on stage uh, at the comedy cellar and some guy got up and his girlfriend who were really hot to leave. And I'm like, where are you guys going? It was crazy. I had just gone on stage. It's a small room. It's one of their rooms and it's small. And they were walking in. I'm like, you're both so hot. I'm hoping you go to have sex. Like, can I watch? Like they were both hot. And the guy's like, we're going to fucking get a haircut, bitch. And I don't know what happened to me, but I took the mic and put it in the stand. And I said to the entire audience, a live audience, sorry, guys, I'll be right back. I followed him into the area where the curtain is. And I grabbed his arm and slammed him against the wall. This is this huge buff guy. And I put my finger in his face and said, don't ever fucking talk to me like that again. Don't ever talk to a woman like that again. How dare you? You're a fucking piece of shit. He's like, well, what? I'm like, you know exactly what, what I'm saying. And you're shaking because, you know. I'm scaring you right now because you didn't expect me to do anything. And the whole audience heard. And I said, hopefully you'll never do this to a woman again. And I went back on stage and just said, hey, everyone. They all started clapping. And they were quiet when I was doing it because they were listening. Did they hear his full scolding? Yeah, he Fuck stood yes. in the back of the awesome. Rachel, it's a tiny room and he sat in the he stood right there, right next to the curtain and yelled that out at me for no reason. What do you, what what, are, what the fuck is wrong with people? You're complimenting them. Like why? why I know. I don't well I, that I don't do well with if if people are mean for no reason. I don't understand mean-spiritedness. No, I still remember. I mean, things that people have said to me years and years ago on stage. I remember I was in the funny farm and in uh Montgomery. Uh, oh, this sounds horrible I I already. Yeah, in Georgia at the Funny Farm, and some guy said I dressed like I was poor, and you know I was just trying to <laughs> tell a fun story about my grandma. It's unreal, and I'm like, and then I, that stuck with me just because some dumb, mm-hmm. drunken, wet douche was like, you know, you dress like you're poor, you know, and it hurt. God damn it. Some of course it hurts. Stays with does you. That, cause that, does that stem from anyone or anything? Because for me, excuse me, like 
sometimes when a woman shakes her head at me, I'm like, mom, because my mom's a therapist and I just feel like she's like, "Mm -hmm. uh huh. Okay. Like it just, some things trigger me more than other things. Yeah, it's true. Certain people, there's a certain kind of guy that I always got rejected by and, and I'll just see him in the audience. You know, I just yeah. see that guy with his arms crossed just looking at me like you fucking dress like you're poor, you dumb fucking bitch. You know, and I see I see that guy everywhere. You know, and then sometimes you look closely and it's it's not that guy, you know, it's it's just some old man <laughs> someone dying of cancer. Seventy four. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he's got exactly he's got an oxygen tank. You're projecting. <laughs> Sometimes it's not that guy that rejected you in high school, but I definitely see him around the room and I want yeah. to win him over too, which is the sick part. I know me too. I get it. I, I want to win them yeah. over, but I hate them. I want to make that cute guy that would definitely think I'm dirty. That would never like me. I do. I want to make him laugh and I'd like him to be aroused by me <laughs> if possible. It's a tall order. I think they are. And we sometimes read it the wrong way. I mean, I really do. I think yeah. we read it the wrong way a lot. Do you feel like it's, do you feel like, see, you have the, re, like, I do too. I'm, I, this is not being cocky. It's the truth. Rachel, we both have a lot of respect from male comics. I think they, they see us as like a comic and not a female comic. Yeah. I definitely, don't you feel that yeah, way too? A lot of my good friends are male comics and I don't feel, and I just feel like a comic. Yeah, but that's great. Cause I think a lot of female comics don't feel that way. I think they think that they're just like being seen as a female comic and not respected, but I know how respected you are. I think, yeah, it also, I think helps that I don't think that maybe it's because I, I feel like, um, another, like, I mean, I think I'm a woman, but when I'm around other guys, sometimes I feel like my voice gets kind of low and I get kind of <laughs> dense, you know, and I just don't even think they register me as a woman, especially because of the things that people will say in front of me, like other male comics, me too. the ways they speak. And I'm just like, they don't even know, yeah, that I have holes, you know, like they don't. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a couple, but yeah. <laughs> you mean you have, well, we have more holes. Yeah, they, they just We don't... have one more hole. Wait, do we? Okay, wait. Wait, no, really. We have one. They have, wait, let me just go over this because this is fascinating. An asshole, a pee hole, ears, a no nostril, <laughs> and a mouth. Count. I mean, no one's going to fuck an ear. Let's get... <laughs> I guess I guess a hole count. I think people will... I do You're think... A hundred percent. I think some fucking idiots in this country fuck ears. I do. I think some stupid trailer park, mean spirited, <laughs> right wing are just wacky to fucking ear. I don't know. I you don't think? I think some people fuck animals' ears. Yeah, I know that's no, very right. upsetting. Can't you picture some guy in like Alabama fucking a pig's ear? Can you we just what? be Absolutely. honest? I got yeah, a good thank picture. you. I know his name. His name's Jr. Yeah, he lives off North Bend Road, and he's fucking the shit out of a pig ear right now. I see him clearly. Those are probably the pig ears that get sold to dogs he's to chew of, on because they're rancid. He's one of those guys that has like a t-shirt that says like, you know, you want to date my daughter? I'll bury your ass. Sure, but first you can shake hands with my rifle, then I'll bury you. <laughs> Oh. I, I love those shirts that just, they're always like a long thing about. Oh, yeah, it's a paragraph. Like, and it's always like weirdly, like they're aroused by her too. She's like, she's my wife, thank you very much. You know? <laughs> they're like, you're going to fuck me first. It always gets real weird. I own know? that pussy. <laughs> fuck my daughter. You meet my gun, and then you fuck me, and I'm going to hold you for a little while first. 
And we'll kiss your neck a little bit, then you can fuck her. I, I'm going to fuck my daughter, then a pig's ear, and then have my daughter fuck a pig's ear. Then I'm going to eat it, spit it out on a gay person. Maybe some gay men fuck ears, too. It's they can possible. be a little, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Where were we, Justin? I don't know, I but if your husband, Pete, who I respect immensely, yes. wanted to fuck your ear... Absolutely not. I turned to my mother. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why is why? Because I'm the mom boss. That's why you can't fuck my ear. Why is why? I'd do a jazzercise lunge and I'd say, Absolutely not. No ear fucking. Not today. And guess what? You can't go to the movies with Zachary. Just for asking. You're not going to get to see the new Star Wars with Zachary. And Are you having a flashback? Are you it was Zachary. Who's Zachary? I feel like every kid has a friend named Zachary. Well, we do because we're Jews. I know new seven Zacharys. My mom was always threatening an upcoming plan and just like going towards the phone. Like, and if you want to keep giving me sass like that, well, you're not going to go see that new Star Wars movie with Zachary. There is no Star Wars movie. She's just losing her mind. You're not seeing Casablanca, no matter how much you want. I can't do her voice. <laughs> My mother got a call once that this boy Luke and I were on the top. I just remember this. The roof of the movie theater in town spitting off of the roof. I was like a boy. So she got a call and you, I got in so much trouble. Off her roof. Yeah, so it was I was really a mess. Luke went to the top. I just spit off a building. Yeah, and then someone saw us and called my mother. <laughs> what did she do? What did Elaine do with that? I, 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 she was very upset because it didn't look good. Yeah. You know, when look. your daughter's spitting off of a roof. I, somehow <laughs> I got a helmet after that. I don't know what. I'm joking. I, wait, I, you were bad. I was really bad. I was, I was bad. I was worse in high school because I got into drugs and alcohol. You didn't get into that, really. No, I did. I, I smoked a lot of pot and, and stuff. Oh, really? And, I, and uh, yeah, and, and drank and stuff in high school. Did you get in yeah. trouble a lot? All the time. Yes, all the time. And I was always, we would always hitchhike. We were always hitchhiking and, yeah, mo- I hitchhiked and mooning, too. too. My yeah. friends and I, we had like different signs we would get up and just moon off. <laughs> I mooned people and I peed on every lawn in my town. I swear, <laughs> I don't think there's one house that I didn't pee on. Because you had to pee or just because? Well, we like marked every house. I mean, we would just get drunk and pee yeah, outside because you funny. walk everywhere. Funny. Right. Mooning you... is funny. It's silly and it's fun. Yeah. Mooning is get funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were, we're going to do a mooning campaign. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was ridiculousness. Yeah. We were always in trouble and we were always hitchhiking. And I remember getting in the back of men's cars. Like this was so dangerous. Me and like four of my girlfriends getting into the trunk. One of us would jump what? in the back and they would close the trunk. Yeah. Rachel, all hitchhike places all around town. Now it's like, can you imagine doing yeah. that now? Yeah, no, it was. I was very. We were always up to no kind of good and just out all hours, and we we would uh, steal pigs from the science department and hurl them around the football field. We were doing oh my bad things. god! Those pigs you were supposed to dissect. There was another comic that told me he dead did pigs. Too. You know you do dissect a pig? You yeah, dissect yeah. A pig? Okay, so then we came up with some plan that we would take the p- leftover pigs. Nobody killed any pigs in this. Okay, they're right. already dead. I know. We don't want any emails or no. complaint. We didn't... <laughs> I, I mean, come on. The pigs were dead. Yes, the pigs were already... Weren't they pickled they already? They were pickled, dead-ass <laughs> pigs. 
And I was like, let's get some Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> and let's drink some Mad Dog and just throw the pigs around. And People can, are still yeah. going to get upset even though the pig was already dead. It's like having, I mean, a football is made out of pig skin, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, know it's I just made that up, but I think that's true. Yeah, I mean... I was always up for it. If it was funny and we'd prank call everybody. Was it a full pig? Like a little piglet? Yeah, it was a little piglet. Somebody brought him in a backpack and we just threw him around the football field and like blasted (laughs) music and had drank Mad Dog. I don't remember much else. I think my friend got fingered. (laughs) At least the pig didn't get fingered. That would be really. It's one thing to throw a pig around like a football. But it's another thing to finger it first. I mean, that's just, I don't know. It's selfish. There's a lot of sex talk with pigs on this podcast right now. It's um, okay. Yeah, I feel like I should refocus us, but I can't remember what's next. Um. <laughs> I can't remember what's next. Well, let's talk about now. You're married to an yes. amazing guy. Yeah. Pete. Yes, yes. Pete. Pete the fireman. Yeah. And Pete's hot. And so much He's fun. Pretty cute, yeah. I'm it, surprised he gets my humor so much because it. I he loves see- watching your videos. We lay in bed and watch your videos. He likes the ones with you on the plane when somebody's asleep on the plane and you're like, oh, yeah, I make face. faces yeah. and do. I talk to them and cry next no, to them. He dies, dies laughing. He is pretty cute. On our wedding day, a couple of different people said to me, "I couldn't take my eyes off your husband," which isn't really what you want to hear on your wedding day. But yeah, that's- Giannis said that to me. He's like, I couldn't stop staring. A lot at your of male husband. comics talk. Talk about other men. It's very interesting. I think they're all by most of them. I mean, people definitely. I, Christy Stefano did say uh, that if if Pete fell on his lap, um, <laughs> he was like, I would let him get off. I wouldn't like push him off. I'd, you know. <laughs> They, they're, he's definitely the one in the relationship. Like he's the hot one. Like when we hook up, I feel like I should bring more to the table. Like you know, what do you think you could bring to the table to make it more equal? I don't know. Like when he takes his clothes off, it's just ridiculous. I know he has a great body. It's it. I want to. I feel like I, as a woman, I should bring like the treats to the hookup. But I feel like I don't bring. Well, you're beautiful, uh, Rachel. I mean, uh, you thanks. are. Thank you. You Sorry. really are. I mean, okay. I I. I love the two of you together. I mean, I know nothing's perfect, but you it's great that he supports you so much. He comes like when you were just in LA, you told me he was there. I was but you guys don't have kids yet. See, that's that changes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes everywhere because firemen are like comics. They work a few days in a row and then they're off for the rest of the week. So he loves the schedule. He's the first guy that he's not jealous because he loves his job. I could get home at four in the morning be hanging out with male comics all night. I could be on the phone and they could be telling me the details of their hookups. And, you know, Pete will just be like, no kidding. So Sam figured her after all, you know, like <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. He, it, he's almost like an accidental feminist. He does all the cooking at home and you yeah. Know, right. Doesn't he yeah. pickle stuff? He's very into pickling. He makes his own kombucha. I mean, I cook sometimes, but he's the more domestic one. Like he runs a tight domestic ship. He likes to go to Costco a lot. We, we did that love languages quiz and uh, we figured out his was going to Costco. That's when he feels loved, when I go to Costco with him. I think that <laughs> you told me that, and I think that is so fascinating. Sometimes you have to look into things in a relationship, because you yeah. would never, would you have ever known that? No, but he wants to, like, if we need a new sink, he wants me to go with him to Costco and have an opinion about it. And he could get any sink. I mean, I truly, when I explain how much I could not give a fuck about a faucet. I know. I mean, I'm the same way care? I could, I can 
barely function. I don't care about a faucet. <laughs> but he wants me to look at the different choices and be like, that, yeah, that's a, that's the one. Now, does he put in the faucet? Yeah, yeah he does it all. Oh, wow, that's stuff. that's nice. I mean, he is a fireman. He knows how to do stuff and fix things. And, yeah, he's definitely, again, opposite of my dad. Like I was saying before, my dad just never-ending sinus infection. And if, you, <laughs> if something was broken in our house, you call somebody and they overcharge you to fix it. I don't know what your policy was, but that's what oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? My, no yeah. one fixed anything. But I like being with, like, Danielle fixes things a lot. I think it's hot when a woman can fix things, but still, like, look feminine and wear heels. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's hot, too. So that's that's nice. Yeah, he fixes stuff. He keeps things running. The other day he was trying to explain to me that something on this life insurance policy thing, because he's a fireman. So he's like, if anything ever happened to me, you need to know this, this, and this. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to the mall. <laughs> and he's like, you're not focusing. Like, he's the one that's like, he fills yeah. out a form and he mails it. I don't, I can't relate to anything I know. else. He gets something in the mail that needs to be filled out. You just fill out the insurance I've never thing. been like that in you my fold life. It up, I'm wanted it. in like five states. I don't I even know. know what is, Yeah. I'm so, I avoid things because I get paralyzed. I know. Every, I let everything expire. I'm shedding debit cards. Like, it's not good. <laughs> but he actually just, something needs to be filled out. And he'll be like, oh, the, the insurance company will reimburse us for that copay. I would never, ever fill that thing out. Not in a million fucking years. <laughs> He fills it out. He mails it. I, I don't know. That's the reason I think to get it's married. good when one person is like that in a relationship and one person isn't. It's very helpful. Yeah, I really do. But if, like, his friend, something bad happened to him, he was like, what do I text him? You know? Like, and, and right. I say something nice. The like, emotional tell him you're stuff. Thinking about him. He's like, well, what do I write? But tell him you're thinking about him, you know? Because he, yeah. he didn't pass his test thing and he was upset. I was like, just tell him. And then he, but he was frozen. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know what to do. You do it. Like, yeah, he can't do that. Right. Yeah. yeah just so say I'm thinking about you. Yeah. I know. He has no idea. Yeah. Emotionally, he's like, yeah, he's deep in the woods. He, he <laughs> needs me to, to make every connection. Or, yeah. He's denied he has any emotional histories. Like, I never had any issues. Not, nothing like that. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like sometimes those are the most. I know. The people yeah. that deny. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. So I understand that. Now. He meditates. He's starting to realize that he has some sort of emotional history. But at least he gets everything mailed. Things are mailed out. You know? Yeah, I know. Well, one person has to mail everything out. I I am so... This went by so fast. I cannot even <laughs> believe how long we've been sitting here already. This is crazy. Thank you so much. I had the best time. I feel like we covered... I think we covered it all. But life yeah. is a never-ending waltz with you. So this is I just know. We have to do... <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Rachel... Never-ending cha-cha. Rachel's one... Say, so Rachel is someone that I know I'm going to create a lot of stuff with. I just know it. Like, I know we haven't even touched on what we're going to do and make together and produce. Like, I just know it. We're going to make you're, together. We're we gonna, are. We're going to perform more together. This is the beginning of our voyage. Yes. And I am so proud of you. You have so much going on. You too. You and you tell people about your podcast and stuff just so oh, people know. I have know. a podcast called Three Girls, One Keith with me, Keith Robinson, Amy Schumer, and Bridget Everett. It's amazing. And we, yeah, we talk a lot of trash. We mostly trash Keith. He's a very old man. He has a special out. Um, it's called Winding Down on the Porch. And uh, you can find that. <laughs> uh, no, Keith is an, another really funny comic. That, that joke didn't land. But, um, I thought anyway. it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's something else that I do. But I'm just very fond of Jessica. Very lucky to be here. You're I love you dearly. You're doing a lot dearly. too. And you have four children. So yeah. So it's a lot. So be nice to yourself. 
I'm trying. I really Take am. I'm marmalade. working on it. Take marmalade in the morning. I can't. I want to live with that family for like a month. Just it sounds incredible. I love you. I believe in you. You are such a good friend to me, and I am so grateful for you. I really am. You know that though, because I always tell you, I am so grateful for you. Yeah, I feel like Jessica is my sister. Yeah, I, I feel the same sister, way. But now I do. Oh, Rachel. So I feel vulnerable. That's so gonna, nice. We're gonna hook up. Yeah, we're gonna make out. All right. We'll film it. We promise. I love you and I'm in love with you. I love you. I'm in love with you and I want us both to fuck a piggy. Bye, everyone.